Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Cozy On Up and NC Cardinal. Each episode will be a journey through cozy mysteries available in NC Cardinal. I'll review a cozy mystery genre, something, or author, or series that's available in NC Cardinal. Amazon Kindle, Libby, or Overdrive eBooks may also be mentioned. If you've got a cozy mystery topic or question you'd like me to look into in a future episode, just post it in the comments in our social media posts on Facebook and Twitter. So in honor of August being National Peach Month, I'll be reviewing the following books that all have a peach theme. Five of them are in mass market paperback, so Peaches and Scream by Susan Furlong, A Peach of a Murder by Livia J. Washburn, Death, Taxes, and Peach Sangria by Diane Kelly, Marinating and Murder by Linda Wicken, or Wiken, Peach Pies and Alibis by Ellery Adam, and then we have in hardback, at least some options available in hardback, Peach Clobbered by Anna Gerard, Peach Cobbler Murder by Joanne Fluke, and Peaches and Screams by G.A. McEvitt. There's several other Amazon Kindle, and there are also several of Joanna Fluke's um, novels available on Libby and Overdrive. And then there's several Amazon Kindle free, um, you know, Kindle Unlimited reads that also fit this peach theme. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I'll list the titles of the Amazon Kindle books in the description of the podcast episode along with the author pages on the Cozy Mystery um, database so that if you want to look into more of these, you can. So as a start, for those wondering what is a Cozy Mystery, it's a fun read that engages the mind, provides entertainment, and many are being written in a series. So it gives a sense of a familiar place to return to, kind of like going home to a small town and your friends each time you read. The crime solver in a cozy mystery is usually a woman, but sometimes there are men, or a pairing of a man and a woman, or two female friends. Their skills, interests, etc. um, fall into becoming the local amateur sleuth, either their curiosity, skills, um, their education and life experiences generally provide these skills that they'll be able to utilize to solve crimes that are kind of thrown their way, or that they're forced into because friends and relatives or sometimes, you know, the main character herself, um, are accused of a crime, so they want to help them. Cozy mysteries are usually set in a small town or village. There's at least one very knowledgeable and nosy and reliable character in the book as a friend or just someone in the area who the uh, main narrator can always go visit, and it helps fill in blanks and notice and get clues so they can solve a crime. While the amateur sleuth herself normally is not a medical examiner examiner or a detective or a police officer, but sometimes that is the case, a lot of the times, though, her best friend or her husband or a significant other, family relative, etc. is, so that way they can get a hold of things that most of us wouldn't be able to, such as finding out about the latest info on a crime or autopsy reports and all sorts of other stuff. Um, Of course, by being an amateur sleuth, the person is normally able to casually overhear things, go places, and visit people without drawing much attention. But since many of them are series, 
This kind of changes over time where skills and knowledge increase. Sometimes also reputation precedes the person and she's often maybe gets a little harder to get people to talk around her because they know what she's able to do. So she starts having to get friends or family to help more and more. Cozy mysteries are considered gentle books. There's no graphic violence, no profanity, and no explicit sex. The crime will generally take place off stage, so you're not going to be witnessing it or have it described in first person. The death is usually very quick. The victim is usually a character who had terrible vices or who treated others very badly. So while it also helps in one sense, you think, oh yeah, a person, well, maybe you don't feel too bad about it happening, or it's not someone that you've become invested in, like a main character suddenly dying off. It also opens the door for a lot of people as possible suspects. So cozy mysteries tend to be fast-paced, several twists and turns throughout the book. Cozy mystery puts an emphasis on plots and character development, kind of a brains over brawn approach. Um, TV shows and movies you may be familiar with that fit this genre are things like Hercule Poirot, Miss Marple, Father Brown, Rosemary and Time, Agatha Raisin, and Murder, She Wrote with Angela Lansbury. So, of course, obviously, quite a few of those tend to be from BBC TV or British TV. You know, Sky TV or something else. Um, so let's get started and take a look at what we've got. So four of them, I would recommend two in particular uh, from the set that I read. A Peach of a Murder by Livia J. Washburn and Peach Clobbered by Anna Gerard were two of the best, I thought, of at least this set. Two other ones, um, Peaches and Scream uh, by Susan Furlong was pretty good as well. So kind of maybe like a second place runner-up. And Peach Pies and Alibis with maybe like a third place. You know, pretty good. Kind of stands out in your head after you read all of them. But, you know, not as good as two of them. So Susan Furlong's Peaches and Scream was written in 2015. It's the first book in her new series called A Georgia Peach Mystery Series. It's already been expanded out into a trilogy. Each title um, has the word peach in it, um, kind of just like the Anna Gerard uh, Georgia Bed and Breakfast Mystery Series. So I'll have the links to her uh, books in the description. The main character is Nola Mae Harper in her late 20s who moves back to her small hometown in Georgia in order to take care of her parents' peach orchard while they go on a cruise for three weeks for their 50th anniversary. Um, her character development and influences, her background and experiences, it's all very touching, but you have to read all the way to the end to actually figure out what's happening. The author did a really good job of doing development, um, being easy to read, but also having character depth. There's not too much overloaded at the front, but enough drama hinted at along and along to keep you hooked. The characters were all interesting. She has a brother and a sister too, and her hometown romantic interest. The crime, the plausibility, sort of, and guessability of the crime uh, in the book, the main episode that happens, um, it kind of puts some fun spins on the usual whodunit formula of, you know, one bad guy, one victim, and then trying to figure out what's going on. It does introduce the victim early on, you know, fits usual formula, and has usual red herring efforts. However, the red herrings aren't really kind of forced or shoehorned in, but actually fit the drama and storylines of the book. So that makes it easy to read and follow. Fun features, of course, with many of the books, because we're in the kind of foodie subgenre. 
Uh, there's recipes included at the back of the book and little Georgia Bell facts at the opening of each chapter. So I would definitely recommend this as a read it again and read more in the series. So moving on to the other three that I highly recommend from this, we've got uh, Olivia J. Washburn's A Peach of a Murder. It's also the first book in a fresh-baked mystery series. That's the title of the series. Up to 15 books already she's written. Um, this one was written in 2006. Uh, it's been going for quite a while. Um, a lot of the books in this uh, fresh-baked mystery series seem to focus on happening around a holiday. So either Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas you know, is the main setting. Um, book 11, uh, the cover art shifts, the template where it usually looked one way shifts because she moved from Penguin's Signet Division to Firestar Press. The main character for this series is Phyllis Newsom, a retired and widowed school teacher in her 60s who lives in Texas and is attempting to win prizes for her baking while also running a household, uh, entire house full of boarders. Her son is the sheriff's deputy. And her friend Maddie is in her 80s and talks a lot about World War II. The book is very easy to read and follow, and it sucks you right into the story. The plausibility and guessability of the crime, it's a nice change of space of pace to you know the usual formula, and makes it a bit more plausible because Phyllis is kind of slow to move into investigating, and she has a good reason to do so. She's not just curious or can't keep it off her mind or, you know, just nosy. It's actually um, a very slow process and rather than information just falling into her lap or you know being a Nancy Drew with insatiable curiosity she actually quits when some of her family and friends ask her to stop investigating um, yet uh, due to circumstances still manages just to find out the answer not because she's actually poking around but because it just comes to her when she pieces things together Kind of helps the reader feel more like they're observing a true whodunit, just like you're a local citizen, rather than actually having to have sleuthing skills. Crimes are spaced out in the book, are well-crafted, so you don't quickly guess who did it. But by chapter 27, you start catching on to what the author is hinting at much more strongly than before, and things speed towards a surprising conclusion. Once again, recipes are included at the end of the book, but unusually for a cozy mystery, there's actually a swap briefly in the narrative between Phyllis and her son Mike's viewpoints as the narrators. Mike gets his own chapter as a main narrator and his own point of view. My own personal opinion, I'd read more from the series. Two other books, Ellery Adams' Peach Pies and Alibis from 2013. Um, Ellery Adam, this is book number two in her Charmed Pie Shop mystery series. Kind of like a third place, you know, it was interesting. Um, not as good as two of the other ones. It, she's already written up to five books in this series. The main character is um, Ella May McLeffay, a soon-to-be-divorced 30-something, who can transfer emotions into food, affecting other people's behavior. It's a new discovery to her, and no one's really explaining it to her until towards the end of this book. So even if you started with book one, you wouldn't be finding out more about that until this book. Um, she has to figure it out on her own. Then she starts getting help. Um, obviously, this is a storyline, uh, a main uh, arc that's going to be in the series is this um, skill that she has um, and her family. Besides just, you know, each individual crime that happens each book that'll be different. 
She works all the time at her charmed pie shop. She has a Jack Russell Terrier named Charleston Chew. She has lots of female relatives. Um, you know, she's in the proverbial small town. But there is, uh, which sometimes is a turnoff for quite a few people. And it kind of depends on, you know, what mood you're in. There is, it is a magical mystery series. You know, you're dealing with magic. But depending on history and other literature you've read, you may find the tie-ins and how this author has gotten her inspiration rather interesting. Um, there's a few hiccups because um, you're realizing you're in the second book of the series, because I was looking for books that had peach in the title and were about peaches. Uh, but that's nothing major. Author still makes it where you can jump in not having read the first book. Characters are believable. Um, it's not excessive in the magic. Uh, it's not like happening every two seconds or really warping the sense of reality. However, for some people, that may be a no-go. Uh, the plausibility and guessability of the crime... Uh, well, it's rather plausible what happens, but uh, with magic uh, being woven in, of course, that means for this type of story, some of the guessability is taken away because you're not quite sure who's hiding, what's going on, and how you're going to figure out because normally magic's involved. One of the other uh, major ones uh, to recommend, uh, equally as good as uh, Livia J. Washburn's, is Anna Gerard's Peach Clobbered. This is just happens to be book one in a Georgia B&B series, bread, bed and breakfast series. Um, each one has the word peach in the title. Kind of goes back to a lot of these being set in Georgia. The series is already up to three books. Um, she's written under, her name is actually Diane A. S. Stuckart, but she also writes under other names like Allie Brandon and of course this one, Anna Gerard. Our main character is Nina Fleet. Um, she has a Queen Anne-style house in a small Georgia town, has moved you know, out of Atlanta to this town. She has an Australian shepherd dog as her pet. She has a puzzle, you know, long-term story arc and a pending lawsuit with a family relative who's not happy that she's gotten this house. But she suddenly is thrown into getting a bed and breakfast going after some nuns need a place to stay. So it's a good solid story interesting characters. It's well written. It's not too fast-paced, but by chapter nine, the deed has been committed. But the story has been laid out well enough that you sit there not quite sure on who could have killed off the person and why. And the uh, character herself in the book is actually reading um, Cat Cozy Mysteries. The crime is not easily guessable, kind of going back to this idea of plausibility and guessability. It's not easily guessable since several people have an obvious motive and aren't really eliminated, but rather once the evidence keeps piling up and things start unraveling, hints become clear and suddenly one perpetrator emerges from among the herd. It's also rather plausible too, but the motive isn't clear until the very final few pages, so they do a good job of uh, the author did a good job of, you know, hooking you in and making you have to read the whole way. It's not like you could skip and still follow the story because a lot of it was, you know, filler or fluff. So those two are good. Now, some of the other ones, just right quick to mention. So Diane Kelly's Death Taxes and Peach Sangria is from her Tara Holloway series, now up to 12 books. Each one has that uh, formula of death taxes and dot, 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 you know, fill in the blank. 
Um, that's because she's a 27-year-old IRS special agent. That's who Tara Holloway is. And she has a male partner, Eddie Barden. And she has a love triangle going on. It's kind of a quirky, outlandish, witty, uh, kind of like a Janet Ivanovich, Stephanie Plum character, but moved into the cozy mystery genre. Um, it might be more interesting with this series if you started with book one, uh, but, you know, it still works jumping in. Recipes are included, but this time they're at the front of the book, and it's just the one, you know, peach sangria recipe. Um, it wasn't really striking my fancy at the moment, um, so I can't really say I'm recommending it, but of course, depending on what mood you're in to read, it may work for you. Linda um, Wiken's, uh, or Wiken's uh, Marinating in Murder is the last in a trilogy called the Dinner Club Mystery Trilogy. It's book number three. No more have been released in this series since 2018, and she seems to have moved on to a new series called the Castle Bookshop Mystery Series. This book um, fits kind of not only the National Peach Month, but um, August also being National Picnic Month, because there's peaches on the cover and a picnic. Um, the main character is J.J. Tanner, who moved to Burlington, Vermont a few years back after a broken engagement and works for her friend's event planning business called Make It Happen. Um, this one was definitely a bit harder jumping into the final book in a trilogy because definitely the author had clearly built and developed friends, connections um, through the first two books. So definitely probably would recommend you got to start with the first one. Um, but you can still follow and read enough that if you don't have to, don't want to, you don't have to. Plausibility and guessability. Um, there's a culinary capers dinner club. That's the main, um, circle of friends. An ex-husband's found dead in a member's car. Clearly the author's using the, uh, storyline of a very private life, uh, mentioned for quite a few people in the story as kind of a way to, um, have shocking secrets come out. So that's their, that's apparently her method of building, you know, suspense, tension, and drama in the storyline. Um, there are multiple recipes at the end of the book. I think simply because I was jumping into the end is what made it harder to kind of get into. So maybe if I go back and get to read the other ones for another podcast episode, I'd be able to give it a higher rating. But for the moment, having to jump in the end, mm, not quite so much. Um, two, just to mention two major, uh, part of kind of like the trilogy of major authors that people start with in this kind of food and baking and cooking uh, subgenre. G.A. McKevitt, of course, Joanne Fluke, and then of course, Diana Mott Davidson being another author. She's not in this podcast because she didn't have a peach book, but she also is a part of this sort of catering, cooking, baking uh, subgenre. I've got both of Joanne Fluke's Peach Color Murder and G.A. McKevitt's Peaches and Screens mentioned here. They've been writing for a long time. They're kind of uh, major authors in this cozy uh, genre. Peach Color Murder is from 2005. Peaches and Screams is 2002. Hannah Swenson Mystery Series is what Joanna Fluke is known for. She's now up to 28 books and she's still adding every year. Um, you may be familiar with this from the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel, where they adapted it from 2015 to 2017 into a five-movie series called Murder, She Baked. Actually going to be adding a sixth movie uh, this month uh, to that series, so I guess they're kind of like restarting it after a while. 
Um, it's Hannah Swinson, who's a baker at the cookie jar. She has a sister, Andrea, a mother, Dolores. She's got a love triangle going on, and she lives in the little small town of Lake Eden, Minnesota. So this is kind of like lots of recipes. The nice part I like is she mixes her recipes in the book throughout. Um, so it's not like you wait to the end or there at the front. It's like as they're mentioned and made in the story, she's got the recipe there. And all these recipes, of course, can actually be cooked. I've tried the audiobook before with Joanna Fluke, but I think it just needs a better narrator because it was hard to get into with the audiobook. But the book was fine. Um, not compared to the set I've got the best, but it's just fine. Uh, G.A. McKevitt's Peaches and Screens, same thing. Uh, written a lot of books, still adding. She's up to 26 books in the Savannah Reed mystery series. This was book number seven. Uh, Savannah Reed is a former cop, now a private investigator, who lives in Los Angeles. She has uh, a male detective sergeant she often partners with, and she has a female assistant named Tammy Hart. This one sends her back to Georgia, hence the peaches and screens. Uh, G.A. McKevitt, since she's not dealing with a cook or a caterer, tends to just kind of pull from the location and situation to come up with the, come up with the titles. Um, the plausibility, guessability, it wasn't very guessable. Uh, she tossed out a lot of options and kept ruling them out. There was lots of red herrings, cops that didn't listen to our heroine, buddies helping the kind of not-so-amateur this time, sleuth. Um, the crime is very plausible, and it kind of made the end of the book rather exciting. So this one was pretty good. You know, she, she's a good author. She's written a lot. She keeps adding to the series, so it's a good one to keep returning to. Um, there's no recipes in the book, though, because she's not a baker and a cook. So let's see. Final finishing thought. There are um, quite a few of Joanna Flukes available in Libby app to read. Um, check to make sure I've mentioned all the books. Yep. Um, the seven from Amazon Kindle. A lot of those jump around. Uh, they're large series or small series. So Windy Meadows has got two different ones I found with peaches in the title. The Georgia Peach Truffle Murder is from a Maple Hills Cozy Mystery series. Um, this kind of goes back towards FBI and a detective. Um, so this has a bit more police connections. Windy Meadows, A Dash of Peach is book one in the Sweet Peach Bakery series. Now up to 12 books. Um, she seems to produce quite a bit. Um, she's produced three to five books a year in this series. That one um, has Mama Peach's Bakery in Pine Falls, Georgia. Um, one of her famous pies, of course, kills someone. That happens a lot with these food-based uh, situations. You know, it's finding someone, somebody's been poisoned, some food, uh, being accused of killing someone with your pie or your cake. Mama Peach is described as a large African-American woman in her mid-50s. She's a childless widow with a strong Christian viewpoint. She has a 22-year-old Mexican friend and cooking assistant named Rosa Mendez, another part-time cooking assistant and 20-year-old Mandy, and a martial arts expert in Detective Michelle Chan, who's her friend and also clearly fits, that, fits the cozy genre, and she's going to give her the connection to the crime and what's happening. Uh, Michelle Chan's family died in China before she immigrated to America. So I liked that that one had a lot of variety and new viewpoints compared to the general trend in most of the storylines. 
didn't have time to finish reading all of it, but it looked really good. Amber Cruz Peaches and Crime is a part of the Sandy Bay Cozy Mystery Series, which is now up to 24 books. Um, 10 books came out in her inaugural year alone for this series, so she clearly had a lot of ideas and got things down. She only put out four in this series last year, though. Chelsea Thomas's Peaches and Screams, that's book number eight in the Apple Orchard Cozy Mystery Series, which is now up to 15 books. She's produced three books this year so far. She put out four last year and seven books in 2019. So a lot of these Amazon Kindle Unlimited um, books, I noticed a trend of they're putting out at high volume, uh, most likely to ensure they're standing in Kindle Unlimited and keeping readers happy. A. Gardner's Southern Peach Pie and a Dead Guy, uh, book one in the Poppy Peters Mysteries, already up to six books, and this is the first book that came out, and that was just in 2020. Um, Poppy Peters is in a midlife crisis as a ballerina, jumps across country from Oregon to the uh, Pastry Academy in Georgia, where her grandmother had learned to bake before she opened a bakery in Portland. And that bakery had been sold by Poppy's dad after her death. So once again, Georgia Connection, familiar thing with these um, peach-themed either titles or series. Diana Dumont's Peach Cobbler Poison came out in 2020. It's book number one in the Drunken Pie Cafe Cozy Mystery Series. There's been six books put out so far. Kind of unsure if she's producing anymore, but with COVID having intervened along with major wildfires in Northern California for the last several years, and including this year, may have put it on hold because she is based out of California, where her character is also living in um, the wine country in California. And Izzy James, the character, has a dog named Sprinkles, and she has opened a pie shop that sells boozy pies because she's of course, put her bakery in the middle of California wine country, and she calls it the Drunken Pie Cafe. And as usual, the crime is someone who dropped dead of poison right outside her shop, so she's being accused of murder. That's a common trend. Not always, but common, which makes some other people stand out when they make it different. The last one is Addison Moore's Peach Cobbler Confessions, also from 2020. Um, it's book number 24 in Murder in the Mix series, which is up to 39 books. Um, author produced nine books alone for this series last year. It's uh, Lottie Lemon, who sees furry creatures hovering around people, kind of as a harbinger of bad things to come. This time, it's murder. She runs the Cutie Pie Bakery and Cakery in a small town called Honey Hollow. Has a complex romantic situation. And there is a bit of a magic, psychic kind of romance complexity to this storyline. And since this is book 24, who knows if it started out like that, but it definitely is going like that at this point in the series. So if you're wanting more laid back, um, straightforward fare, this might not be for you, especially if you don't like the sort of psychic magic aspect. Um, but if you kind of like the romance triangle, especially from like Joanna Fluke's Hannah Swenson series, this might be interesting for you because we've got a bakery and another love triangle. So be sure to check these out. Check out the ebooks available on Libby and Overdrive and post any questions, comments, or ideas for future uh, podcast episodes in the comments. Love to hear from you. Come on by the library for the handout from this episode if you want to check out these books as well. Have a good day.